0: Welcome to We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Kalina.
1: And this is Silette.
0: And we are a podcast that reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. Thank you for joining us today for this new episode. We are happy to everyone who is a returning listener and all of our new people who might be listening. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Welcome. Welcome back, our friends. We have Mm -hmm. missed you. For two weeks. Or whatever.
0: (laughs) I think it's been barely a week for us, but that's okay. Nobody needs to know that.
1: (laughs) Nobody needs to know our fucking kooky-ass schedule. (laughs) No. All right. Let's kick this off with a kiss and tell. I'm sorry. With a quickie, not a kiss and tell. We haven't even talked about the book yet. (laughs) Wow. All right. So... If you were to name your child and not your dog because your dog coincidentally is named the same thing as the main character. In this <laughs> <book>. I know <laughs> <laughs> a different spice, what would you name him? Him or her. Hmm. Or I guess maybe it doesn't have to be like a certain spice or food or anything, or just like a very pretty sounding name that either has a really bad meaning or isn't typically a name or just like anything, like a unique name.
0: So this question's impossible for me because while (laughs) it may not be the main reason, there's a very small part of the reason why I will never have children is because I do not want the stress or pressure of naming children. <laughs> okay. I decided very young because I have had the blessing of a very unique and still pronounceable, accessible name. Mm-hmm. And I've loved it my whole life because, like, I've met a handful of Kalinas in my life. It's so very few because it's not typical. And I just, there's no names like that anymore that are completely unusual and still pretty, you know, and Mm -hmm. not just off the wall fucking nuts. (laughs) And so I decided, I was like, I I just can't have kids because I don't want the pressure of naming them. (laughs) So now, again, it's not the main reason why I won't have kids, (laughs) but it's a tiny part of it. And on top of that, I haven't ever had to name Anything. <laughs> Outside of like as a child, like like a hamster or like a, right. a, a fish. Mm-hmm. You know, things that weren't are barely even pets. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like my dog even had a name when I got him. Mm-hmm. I don't name my cars like you guys do. I don't name things. I think it's hard and difficult. The fact that our podcast has a name is damn near a miracle.
1: That took a long time for us to figure out. You came I, up with it. Like- but <laughs>
0: It was just it, like it came out of the blue and then it was our name. Yep. Like, even my trivia team, my my bar trivia team that I I play weekly I came up with the name myself when I was playing alone and I have just adapted it every time I've added a new person to the team. Oh, nice. Yeah. (laughs) And I do not change it week to week. What is it? It's currently Ready Player Three. It was Ready Player One when I played alone for like a couple months and I was the only one on my team. And then it was Ready Player Two when there were two of us. It's so awesome. And it's Ready Player Three and I will not change it because it is hard to be creative and name things. So I don't have a direct like immediate answer answer to this but i can't wait to get into the discussion about it for the book because i do fucking love their names. yes
1: <laughs> it was so good no that's okay <sighs> dan and i have actually played with a whole bunch of different names and as far as food goes we actually thought of honey honey would have been a cute name oh, for a girl actually because then she would have been honey Hemingway. <laughs>
0: uh.
1: <laughs> Which is really cool. That's but funny. I also thought of a really interesting one, which is Serendipity, but I don't know. That would have been really a, like a you could lot. You just
0: call her Sarah practically. Mm-hmm.
1: Or Saren, or yeah, or something. But I also yeah. I thought that was kind of cool too Serendipity Hemingway.
0: One of my favorite favorite thing like it's not kids but my favorite pets have always been food names yeah like tortilla and taco (laughs) and i think naming pets in particular i mean obviously i don't think a kid should be named taco well actually you know what taco kind of works for a kid doesn't it maybe tortilla doesn't that'd be a weird name but um but (laughs) i do think like for pets it's always taco taco's weird but now like if you say it enough you could name a kid taco That'd be fun. Anyway, I, but I have always thought like for pets, like the best names are yeah. food,
1: food names. names. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we have a pancake. We had a butters, butters and, and pancake. Yep. I Canelo. We have. We also have mango, tofu, pumpkin, and mint in our family.
0: Yeah, those are, those all, are all great cat names,
1: names. Mm-hmm.
0: for for pets. Yeah, I don't think any of them would work super great for kids.
1: Maybe. Be not the thing oh, about kid names Pepper. too.
0: That's a good one. Pepper isn't a bad
1: person. Name. That wouldn't be a bad person name. Yeah, Pepper.
0: Because you have to, like, it's it's one thing to think about, um like, what do I want my baby and my kid to be named? But this person will become an adult person, yes. hopefully, right? <laughs> Fingers crossed, that's the plan. <laughs> yeah. And you can't be like, it's so cute to have a baby <laughs> named, you know, Sassafras. Because <laughs> now there's a fucking lady who has to go by Sassafras for the rest of her life.
1: Yes, that's true. It's it's easier to name a baby Mildred than an a, than a, an adult woman sassafras. I think because when she grows yeah. up, she gets to be Mildred for a longer she can time. Be
0: Millie as a kid. Like Millie you, know, as if a you kid, really can't right. if you don't want to call a fucking two year old Mildred because you're like <laughs> Mildred. <laughs> <laughs> you can call her Millie and then eventually she grows into Mildred.
1: But Chaucer's right. is just like no. Okay. That's that's um, not. We were
0: talking <laughs> about this uh when we were playing that game the other week and I brought up the one that I knew from the internet that I think is still might be the worst. Name someone has oh, ever been to yes. it. Yes, that's right. Which is just A B C D E.
1: Yep, and it's pronounced Absidy. Absidy. Yep. Which a lot of people have named their babies. Like, well, a lot more than well, I thought they would. Dan, like Google it. And it's like
0: three hundred some in the last like ten years or something. And yes. that's, too, that's that is three hundred too many. Absidy. That's it's A B C D E. That's not a name. No, and that's not it's okay.
1: Insane. That's crazy town.
0: Yeah. And I know...
1: Crazy, crazy town.
0: <laughs> like, and so that's the thing is, uh, yeah, uh, it's just there's so many things that can go wrong with a name and then like mm-hmm. people get really attached to And then like parents get sometimes, not all... But some of those are my favorite. Am I the asshole? Reddits or something where the yes, parents- I just hate that everybody in my family has given my child a nickname that I don't like, and that the kid likes the nickname, and he is asked to go by this name. And I just was determined when I gave him his real name that he would never be allowed to go by his nickname. <laughs> and he's now introducing himself as this nickname in school. Mm. And how do I make them stop? And I'm like, you don't. Your kid's a fucking individual human being. Who gets yeah. to do what he wants to do.
1: And guess what? You named him this name. That I mean, if you're gonna go with Thomas, it's gonna be Tom or Tommy or Tom Tom or a whole bunch of other stuff that you probably don't want it to be.
0: It's just yeah, you just don't get to. That's the thing is, you don't get to control everything just Uh because you gave birth to them. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They're still gonna have a whole life outside, and so (laughs) do your best. Pick a name you like that you don't mind saying a bunch and screaming at the top of your lungs when they're not Mm -hmm. listening to you, and then that's all you can do. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, this is a good introduction, actually, to the book that we read this week, (laughs) because the names in this book are so much fun. Yeah. So this week we read That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon by Kimberly Lemming, and it was narrated by Hazel Addison. This is the first book of the Mead Mishaps series. And so we'll let Kalina introduce you guys to the uh, the story here with the Clips yeah. Notes.
0: So I was actually very excited when we started reading this book because it's kind of different from a lot of what we've read lately in that it's it straddles the line between low and high fantasy mm-hmm. and for the ease of the podcast we have done if you know people who have listened for a while and, and and followed us you'll know most of the books we read are set in a world that is recognizable as our own with like mm-hmm. an added element of a magic or shifters or supernatural beings or whatever you know that's typically what is called low fantasy or magical realism where most of the The world is still identifiable to us, so it doesn't really have to be built or explained. Mm -hmm. And then there's just a piece added on. So the characters speak and act as if they're living in, you know, modern current times. Or if it's said in the past, like in the fifties, like the book we read um, last time was, whereas it still was very recognizably like Mm -hmm. 1950s America. Right. Or forties or thirties. I don't remember which timeline. (laughs) The Noir Age. But they also just happen to have magicians and wizards
1: and warlocks vampires and, shit. and yes,
0: yeah, and vampires and and demons and stuff. Um, but this world. Is more like a high fan quote unquote high fantasy. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. subscribe to some of these terms, but they are easy for just help you kind of describe things. And yeah. so the typical series that people would recognize as high fantasy, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. Yes. hmm So they're worlds that are completely constructed. There's usually a map involved because it's not Earth, it's Middle Earth or right. <laughs> Westeros or whatever, you know, right? And like and they create their whole whole complete world it has its own magical superstructure and like rules and oftentimes not it doesn't have to be but you'll find that most of them are pseudo like medieval, medieval type that's worlds what right yeah. so they don't want to uh-huh. deal with technology so these authors uh-huh. are like fuck technology we're gonna yep. go back a couple hundred fucking years <laughs> mm-hmm. <We're laughs> and, primitive and so it's, shit. it's re- a little bit recognizable that way there's a lot of castles and like knights Horse-drawn and horses carriages there's no fucking, and just, yeah there's no yeah. cars <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: stuff like that so those that it's that's typically what you would hear referred to as like high fantasy we don't read a lot of it on the podcast because it usually requires so much more description and like unpacking the world and usually they're in series and the first book is just mostly world building and so (laughs) it's it's hard to get into those for this kind of podcast unless we wanted to really devote a whole like Season to one, you know, series or something, right? You know, people talk a lot about like asking us if we'll ever do like *Akatar*, because that's right up our alley in terms of super sexy, steamy books, mm-hmm. paranormal, like supernatural kind of, you know, fairies and and mm-hmm. magical creatures. But it's it's a high fantasy. It's such a whole world building thing, and I right. I, I'm a, I read them. I read the Akatar books, but I think it'd be a lot for this podcast. And two, there's a lot of podcasts talking about them, so we don't need to.
1: <laughs> they read. <we> but
0: go. <laughs> this book kind of gives us a taste of high fantasy. Without diving in headfirst into having to do a complete world, yeah. Build. So yeah. it's definitely set in a more medieval era time period. Yes, right. There's no cars. There's no technology. So you know they walk everywhere. They horse drawn carts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we, like we said, running water was a th- miracle in one of like she found in one of the castles had kind of a one, a running water system, and she was just like, oh heavens, yes, yes. <laughs> this is great but as a kind of fun twist the language of this book is straight up modern, modern. day 21st yes. century like things it's are like people are catching great. fists <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like really colloquial words that like and phrases that we're using like actively yeah. currently are being thrown throughout and I was just like this is fun because mm-hmm. it's got that feel but then she's like I'm not going to try to give it old timey you know speech or like change no. the speech patterns because it's a different world I'm going to just talk the way I want my characters to talk and yeah, mm-hmm. write them the way I want them to speak, and it's fucking funny.
1: Well, it's brilliant. It's like A Thousand Ways to Die, that movie um, from... Oh, yeah. where It's like Western theme, you know, like uh-huh. back in the... But it's completely modern language and modern jokes and just... So that's kind of how I associate that.
0: Yeah. So this is a... Kind of, think of it like that, a, a pre-technology world. There are demons. There's a goddess who has set up four temples across this land and she has locked all the demons behind a gate but every 15 years she calls upon the villages where the temples are and she picks four chosen two men and two women i think
1: Mm -hmm. i think so
0: and they, they their faces show up in the scrying bowl or whatever so that's how they get picked and they go off to help her fight the demons who periodically come through the gate and so it's it's that time of fifteen years, fifteenth year. The chosen ones have been chosen, and they're off to go help fight the demons. And this, we meet Cinnamon on her family's spice farm, <laughs> and oh. Cinnamon <laughs> or Sin she goes by Sin. Yeah. And she's just like so happy because she didn't get chosen, and she doesn't want that life. She's all about the quiet, stay at home, <laughs> drink the fucking wine and eat the cheese life. She doesn't want to go off adventuring, right? Well, she stumbles across a man who's been caught in an avalanche or, like, a, a rock slide from a earthquake, mm-hmm. and she's saving him only to discover he's a fucking demon. Big old horns pop out of his head, yeah. his eyes turn yellow, and he, right before he kind of demons out, he goes, oh, run, it's, it's very rude if I kill my, you know, savior. Because she did help save him, like, get him out yeah. of the rocks. And so she's running for her life, hitting him with things. I thought, I forget the first thing she, oh, the the torch. She like stuck a torch in his face. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: She's like, oh, hell no, I'm not getting killed tonight. And she's also a little drunk, just so you guys know. Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: That's right. Hence the title. (laughs) Because
0: it's been, it was a celebration because apparently the really annoying girl from the village got picked. So now she's gone. (laughs) yep (laughs) celebration i love it so they celebrated her going but anyway she she finds like she runs to her farm and she's trying to evade him and she thinks she got away and then he tackles her and she grabs the only thing she can find which is a snake (laughs) off of their cinnamon tree and she smacks him in the face with it and he like rears back and looks all confused and she runs into the house and like screams for her parents that But she's a grown ass woman. She just she couldn't get to her house because it's on the other side of the farm. So she ran to their house because it was closer and she was very drunk still. So she's like, mom, dad, there's a demon It's trying to get me. And they're like, girl, you're drunk. (laughs) Go to sleep.
1: Mm hmm. (laughs)
0: So anyway, she wakes up. No one in her family believes her about the David. Her brother's names are Chili and Cumin. She has spices. <laughs> so cute. So good. Also, just a total side note, because she doesn't matter to the book very much, but her best friend's name is Bree and they are cheesemongers.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It's the fucking best. So
0: cute. It's I love it the to death. It's fucking best. Just lean in. Sometimes just lean in as an author and yes. do what you want to do. Like, just do oh. it with all sincerity and heart and i will eat it up yes (laughs) and so while they're at breakfast the demon shows up he's completely like polite he's leaning through the window he's like hey my name is fallon and you uh hit me in the face last night with some cinnamon but i am okay let's talk (laughs) and everyone's like freaking out and trying to kill him and he's like no 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 please stop i think we should just chat (laughs) (laughs) and he explains what's been going on Mm -hmm. so it turns out the quote-unquote goddess who they've all been supporting and praying to for Uh hundreds of years because she keeps the demons at bay, not a goddess. Uh (laughs) She's a super evil sorceress who, in order to stay immortal, created, uh, I forget the words, but I'm going to call them horcruxes because we know what that (laughs) is. (laughs) Totally. And the words that they used in this book, I didn't understand. So (laughs) You're right. They're horcruxes. So she created four horcruxes. Yeah, in the four temples that are keeping her alive, <laughs> and she has now convinced humanity she is a goddess. And really, all she's doing is she has a magical spell that she puts on demons uh-huh. that makes them crazed and in uh, inhumane. So, like, they can't converse, and so people don't think of humans as or don't think of demons, demons as having like intelligence and like feelings and being mm-hmm. you know sentient beings they just seem crazy fiends who attack and kill at will you know mm-hmm. so but that's all her own magic And so he was under one of those spells when he attacked her. Fallon is the demon's name. And now he's not because the cinnamon apparently broke the spell. As soon as he got hit in the face with the cinnamon, he came back to himself. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And he's like, oh, I know who I am. I'm not crazy anymore. And I actually have a purpose. We have to go to the temples and we have to destroy her horcruxes. (laughs) And then we can kill her and then she won't be a stupid goddess anymore and the demons because the demons have all been relegated to this icy like tundra land Mm -hmm. where it's really hard life and they're dying out and she's killing the rest of them and it's just really miserable and he's like i gotta stop this this sucks she was killing infant demons in her magic
1: she's so she really
0: sucks she's like hardcore sucks yeah um, and it turns out they use the word demon to really just describe all supernatural
1: creatures. Yeah, like all magical mm-hmm. beings.
0: Werewolves, vampires, mm-hmm. gnomes, dragons, trolls, all of dragons. It.
1: Yeah, orcs, all of it.
0: Orcs, all of it. Though they, they use the word demon as if it's a catch-all for that. So somehow he kind of threatens their family a little bit. It's not the nicest way to go about it, but basically he's, he, he, he cajoles Cinnamon into helping him on this task. Now, mm-hmm. at first... He only knows about the one temple in their town. So they're just going to go to that temple and destroy that horcrux. And then he's going to be able to kill this goddess lady and and they'll all be cool. And so she's like, fine, if you promise not to hurt my family, I will help you kill this goddess. That's cool. So they go off to the temple and she destroys the cup. And then the people are like... I don't remember. Anyway, turns out there's four. There's
1: <laughs> they have four to go to them. three more
0: temples. They have to
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was
0: like, "God damn it. All right, you got to come with me to the three others." And she's like, "I don't want to." But she does. Whatever. <laughs> They're starting to have some definite sexy feelings about each other uh-huh. and it's coming through in the books and there's a lot of really cute or like in in the chapters and there's a lot of really cute scenes of like her seasoning food because she carries all these seasons with her and she's like you gotta her, her you dress, dress this spice just, like
1: all this stuff underneath her dress oh she, she has the food out in her skirts
0: she'll so a whole bottle of alcohol <laughs> like, and then like some some jerky and bread out of another pocket and I'm like yes like, girl I yeah. also want to have alcohol and and meat in my pockets. that's ah. <laughs> ah, so good <laughs> but anyway, they're having a lot of really cute moments. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to a really big city that has the the next one that has the next temple. With the with the Horcrux to kill. And in that city, it turns out humans have been – there's a whole lot of mages, dark black mages. Mm-hmm. And they have been using magic to tame or control the demons. So first the demons are made wild by her magic. And then the humans put their magic on top of it to control them and turn them into slaves. So there's yeah. this – city is full of demons under control and like she's like that's bullshit you know cinnamon is not up for slavers like she's like this is this shit sucks yeah and so she she buys two demons off of this one guy who was beating one of them Mm because he was gonna try to turn this werewolf into a pelt
1: yeah he, he, he wants like, their uh, horns he, he wants their pelts and yeah and mm-hmm. she's like
0: stop hitting him you're destroying it anyway like what's the point yeah <laughs> and then she buys him because she has a lot of money i don't remember where the money came from it doesn't matter <laughs> and her it, so that that's felix and and Andro or ambrose Ambrose, Felix, and Ambrose, who are now like on their side, and then mm-hmm. they get the the inn lady hears them talking, and she's like, "Oh my god, are you serious? Are they really sentient mm-hmm. creatures, like with thoughts and and personalities?" They can and talk. I, I've been walking past them, and they've mm-hmm. all been slaves, and I don't appreciate that. I don't like being made complicit in this bullshit. So she's like, "I'll help you tear it down." <laughs> so so they keep gathering merry bands of people to help yes. and. And this one, this fight goes a little bit. It's a little bit trickier because now one of the Horcruxes has been destroyed, so she's got like extra security on the next Horcrux.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because she's feeling it every time they're being destroyed, right? Just, Just like, like Voldemort, Voldemort, guys.
0: We know this.
1: <laughs> she gets,
0: but they manage. They manage to do it. They destroy the the goblin. Because also, like the only people, like only the humans, can actually even get into the temples because yeah. the magic is so strong that even the cinnamon won't help fallon or the other demons as soon as they're that close to the the horcrux they'll lose their minds Mm -hmm. so they can't the cinnamon isn't enough to help them with that proximity so they can't be the ones to actually do it it has to be cinnamon or um i forgot the osha thank you she's the other human that starts helping out and they free everybody or, or they destroy the Horcrux and that naturally snaps the magic off of the demons and they just start rampaging through uh-huh. town because they're like, bitches, you've been slaving us for years, decades, centuries. We're going to fucking yep. fuck you up. And then Fallon's a little bit pissed because somebody like kind of hurt Cinnamon a little bit or like threatened yeah. her. So she's just, he's just like, I'm going to burn this city to the fucking ground. Pretty much. <laughs> so he, it turns out he's a dragon and he goes on a fucking <laughs> dragon rampage. <laughs> and then when Bye. he settles down, he uh, takes Cinnamon into like this Coliseum and they're getting changed, and they have some pretty cute, sexy times—not mm-hmm. full sexy times—but they're getting there. They're moving yeah, in that yeah. direction. They're, they're, People they're are like in there. The mate words being thrown around, you know.
1: The wife word.
0: Wife word. People are recognizing their bond and already calling her like his mate. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But she's also like deeply into him because he's hot and sexy. He keeps getting his
1: shirt wet. Yes.
0: (laughs) And he's a dragon. And he really is sweet and nice to her and super hot. Anyway, so then they they decide that the next way to travel has got to be on a boat, because this yes. whole walking around. Yeah. Oh, and just because it's fucking great, her horses, they had these two horses have been with them since the beginning, and they've been pulling the cart. Um Flash and sh- smash. Were, th- Crash and Smash and they're fucking great. They yes, like
1: they fucking are. I love them.
0: Crash like need a, a would-be rapist in the balls. He's yes. fucking great. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they were part of the fight. They were in the magic square where they the main fight was going down and they happened to get a flying potion broken over them yes. but from the the dark mages that were fighting. And so now Crash and Smash have wings and they're, they're Pegasus. <laughs>
1: <peg-a-sai>. Yeah, Pegaside. <laughs> so good. <laughs> So
0: that's just, a, that's just an aside that was super cute. Um, so they go and get a boat and they're trying to find the next Horcrux. And lo and behold, she does this goddess lady. She does a real awesome thing in a Lava. way. And she, she ties the Horcrux to a dragon and sends him after them to dis- destroy them. <laughs> So they naturally get their hands on that Horcrux and kill it and destroy it and, and save free that the dragon. dragon. Yeah. And now he's like, "Cool bitches, let's I'll do fly this. you across the sea." <laughs> <laughs> so they have an entire boat full of demons who are trying to like on mm-hmm. their side they're like, "We got to take this bitch down." Yep. And now three of the Horcruxes have been destroyed. They just have one last stop. They got to get to her castle or whatever, her temple that's right at the gate (laughs) to the demon lands. Mm -hmm. And so they get there and lo and behold, the four chosen from that year's... Cycle yeah. are defending <laughs> the temple, the and they know her because it, it. One of them is that girl from the hometown, Priscilla, I think. And then the other, one of the boys, is actually Cinnamon's ex-boyfriend, who mm-hmm. was like, "I'm better than this small town," and left. And yeah, he actually got picked in a different town. But they have a whole like awkward moment where they're like, Cinnamon, don't fight with the demons. And Cinnamon's like, no, these are good people. She's awful. She's a weird, evil sorceress. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Big battle scene, uh, fire and dragons and arrows. She can shoot a bow like Katniss and, you know, all kinds of shit. And she does. She succeeds. They break all of the Horcruxes. Now uh, Mavis is uh, vulnerable and she gets chomped up, I think, by <laughs> Fallon. And everybody is yeah. free and the world is happy and they go back and have a lot of sex on an island.
1: Yes, and uh, yes, agree do. to be
0: permanent mates, mates. And Slash husband-wife Slash mm-hmm. forever lovers
1: That, that was wonderful Perfect, actually there you That go. was a really <laughs> perfect description of it all And the entire Book is hilarious As shit, because like Kalina said It's like, it, it's being Explained in like modern day language And like modern day themes And all of the, like some of the things she says She's just mm-hmm. like jumping crocodiles or just like what in the easter baskets those aren't it but that's what she says is just like there's there's
0: a lot of but yeah, of- she has a lot of quirky phrases that i'm just like
1: okay <laughs> i just i loved it so much i couldn't wait until you you started it but i was just like oh man i have to write See, some of this shit down
0: i love it and this is so this is exactly why like i just fucking love reading we can have such disparate books as last week's or last episode's book, which was Crimson Uh Morning, which was a really dark, also like a completely built world. So a little bit kind of high fate or high fantasy-like, but it was uh, more dystopian, right? It's taking high fantasy into a dystopian bent, but super dark, intense, paranormal Uh romance. And then we can turn around the very next week and have what is like a, I'm going to call it a (laughs) mid-fantasy rom-com romp adventure through... (laughs) through a medieval, you know, world with a dragon and a really sassy and oh and we didn't mention she's a she the black the main character is black mm-hmm. and she's just yeah like part of the story is just like oh she's dealing with you know her curly hair and like get it it gets wet yes. in the swamp when she almost gets killed once and he helps her take her braids undo down undo
1: her braids I loved that scene so much it I was, was like so I need somebody to fucking to undo I don't have any braids but if I have braids to because I love it when people play with my hair that was such a sensual scene I loved it oh so good and he calls her rabbit
0: oh <laughs> rabbit
1: I need someone to call me a rabbit because it's so cute that was
0: a good I was like, that is a good nickname. I'll be your
1: rabbit. It is. Hell yes.
0: (laughs) I'll be your rabbit, dude. Yeah. I mean, and it's just, it's super cute and super fun. It's fast. All the characters are delightful. Yeah, Even the ones that are not, like, and everybody awful gets their comeuppance, which I really just love. Mm -hmm, I do, mm -hmm. like...
1: Yep, they I like really that.
0: Do. You know, there's something great about books that give you like that real karma fill because you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, the bad people sucked and they got eaten by a dragon. They absolutely like, cool.
1: got it. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a sad part in there where, like, she she goes through this thing where she has lost her sister, and she totally blames oh. her sister for her little sister named Cherry. And that actually sort of reminded me of the Horcrux, too, the scene where she relives this part, and she thinks she hears her, and she and this this bad spirit or whatever is trying to call her in to, to trap her. And he's like, Fallon's like, get away, that's not really your sister. And so... There were intimate scenes and there were like sad and meaningful scenes. And then there was just like fun and adventure. And I think for me, the big reason why I got so engaged in this was because of Hazel and how she read the book.
0: Oh, it was such a good narrator. Oh, my God.
1: It was so good. And
0: here's the sad thing, guys. I don't know if it's anywhere else, but I bought this on Audible. they were having a sale one day and I bought it. It's now gone from Audible, so like you guys couldn't show up and buy it. I don't know why, because I still have it. Obviously, it's still in my Audible account. Don't tell anybody. But the
1: rest of the su- what? They said don't tell anybody. Oh
0: well, I mean, I'm I bought d- it. Nope. They can't. Take I'm just it. kidding. Yeah, but um, I don't know if maybe they're like re-releasing it with a different or yeah, what. Maybe I don't they understand because sometimes. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I'm afraid that it's going like that other people can't get to it because my guess is it's probably not in a lot of places outside of Audible in terms um. of like access for the audiobook which is a bummer cuz like we said Hazel is a fucking amazing yeah, narrator. She did yeah. a wonderful job with this and I loved her voice. I loved her Cinnamon so much. I was like oh, right so like much. this is so good.
1: She did the characters so well and portrayed the like the way that they were written, the way that Kimberly had written out each one of the characters, especially Cinnamon. And you could just relate to it so like, it it really expressed the whole like even though it's, you know, high fantasy or or mid-fantasy in the medieval times or whatever, but it was modern day language and just the way they just speak with each other and... And how sassy she was. It was just so good. Hopefully they're just doing like a re-edit of it or something and re-releasing it at a different time. Because I really do think listening to it would do it much more justice because it's incredible to listen to.
0: It's so good. But yeah, if not, hopefully like you can find... I'm sure it's still out in eBooks around, hopefully, mm-hmm. because it's so funny. And there are other books there's three main books in this series and two kind of like interstitial small books so Uh this is the time that that time i got drunk and saved a demon and then the second one is that time i got drunk and yeeted a love potion at a werewolf (laughs) (laughs) yeeted yes yeeted (laughs) (laughs) and that time i got drunk and saved a human is the third book (laughs) And, yeah, they're all, yeah, they're all known as mead mishaps, because as you can tell from the titles, apparently alcohol is involved in a lot Mm -hmm. of these choices the main characters are making. Yeah. So, the sex is super sexy. Like, like, so that's the other part is we should talk about is it's very descriptive and like, Mm -hmm. no holds bar on the sex. It's like, oh, yeah, all the words, all of the actions. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you don't. She does not hold back, and it's great because she has a good succession of a, of events. And through this journey, of course, they're having the the sexual tension between each other. And of course, Fallon's like, "Yeah, I'm going to have you. You are going to be my mate. Don't worry about it. It's going to happen." And she's like, "No, you're not. This I'm denying my feelings for you, even though you're super sexy, hot, especially after she found that he was a dragon." I do wish, though. Like, I appreciate the scenes that had happened, and even, like, the little bits of kink that were happening in it. I do wish there was more. Maybe not so much that they happened sooner. Actually, I would have taken it if it was sooner, too. But I do wish that there was a little more. Maybe they happened later on in the books, or in the, I don't know, are the other ones different characters?
0: Yeah, there are other characters. Oh, okay. I think, I can't tell, because they don't use any names in the little descriptions. Okay. <laughs> so it doesn't, it doesn't read like Osha. But the second one does take place on the pirate ship full of demons, right? Oh, okay. But then it's, but it's a <laughs> werewolf, and I'm thinking it must be Felix.
1: Yeah. Okay. Felix and Usha. But yeah. it doesn't sound like
0: Usha, because she was kind of mated to Ambrose by the end.
1: And I kind of thought that maybe Felix was gay. Or did I read well, that no, wrong, he or said, understand that.
0: I mean, it might not be, Felix, again, the, the description of the book doesn't use word or doesn't use names, so I can't Okay, tell. right, right. But um, he didn't, I, I don't think he's, get, he just said that werewolves imprint, right? So mm-hmm. he didn't mm-hmm. have to worry, He like, he just knew he wasn't imprinted on anyone on that boat yet, so he wasn't, that's why, right, like, all the demon, other demons were really into, like, okay, they figured out um, cinnamon was already attached, was already, right. like, practically mated to fallon mm-hmm. but then there was osha the other human and they were all after her <laughs> because there's very few females female females yeah. because mm-hmm. they keep get this this magical curse has been really hard on the women more than the men and yeah. so they've lost most of them and so they were all like really they're like oh there's another st- and not only that but she is strong and she freed them so like in demon culture like a strong, powerful mate is super cool. And so this mm-hmm. human woman saved them from their, <laughs> you know, suffering and enslavement and yep. freed them of magic. And yeah, that makes you pretty much the strongest, most badass creature they could find. And they haven't seen a woman in a while. So yeah, <laughs> they're all after her.
1: <laughs> yes, they all after her. Okay, then. But it so seemed, that's what he was It seemed like Ambrose too. had
0: kind of staked his claim first. <laughs> so it looked like Ambrose was going to win that battle.
1: What was Ambrose again?
0: He was a Lamia. So it's the snake creature.
1: That's right. The snake creature. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. A lamia. All right. Okay. So think that's, that's the word. what... I think you're right. And so that's the, the description that... Or the thing that Felix was sort of explaining was that the imprint... Okay. I got okay. it. I got it. Just looked
0: it up I, and it is Felix. Oh. But it's not... I think it might be Brie.
1: Oh. Okay. I
0: think it's her best friend, Brie.
1: That'll be cool. Wolf and cheese.
0: But yeah, so my guess is like Brie goes back with Cinnamon to meet all of the cool demons that she's been hanging out with <laughs> and accidentally throws a love potion at Felix and now they're mated.
1: <laughs> oh, oh no, I'm hoping, well maybe, okay, that'll Why? be interesting to listen. Well, because we want it to be like organic, right? Instead of a love potion?
0: Well, I my guess is, I mean, we'll see, but... That feels kind of like just the start of it, right? Okay. Because she's going to be like, no, you can't be in love with me as a love potion. He's going to be like, I know what's going on and it's not a love potion, right? That's the right. going Okay, happen. I see what
1: you're saying. Right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah. You'd be like, no, like it, it's all like, real.
0: So in this book between Cinnamon and Fallon, like Fallon immediately really felt it. Like mm-hmm. first she, she saved him from the rock slide and then she actually freed him from the magic by hitting him in the face with the cinnamon. Now she didn't know it was going to do that, but she did. And then she goes, agrees to go on this crazy ass quest with him and succeeds on the first temple really well. And so she just keeps doing all these amazing things. She cooks food for him in the bayou and like teaches him about this stuff. She kills a fucking alligator for him <laughs> when they're bathing in a river. Um, and he's just like, damn, I, yeah, I, mm-hmm. this is it. I'm going to marry you. And she's like, no, no, no. And she keeps telling the reasons are, she are twofold. One she lost her sister because sh- mm-hmm. they would go on adventures. So this yeah. is her whole, like, I want a quiet life. I don't want to be part of adventures because when they were young, they would go out on adventures and she was with Cherry the day that she got taken into the swamp by some kind of supernatural creature and they never mm-hmm. saw her again. So in her mind, in-, in Cinnamon's mind, adventuring led to the loss of her you know, beloved sister and she was partially at fault because she's the older sister, who was like, let's go on an adventure. And then two, her boyfriend said she was boring because she no longer wanted to go Mm -hmm. on adventures. That's right. right. (laughs) Yeah. So he left her and was like, I'm moving out of this town. I'm going to the big city I say city, but, you know, none of these are cities. Right. I'm, I'm leaving the village and going to the town. That's really what's happening. I'm leaving right. the village and I'm going to the town. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, basically said she was boring and uninteresting because all she wanted was a quiet life. So she's got both of these thoughts in her head. Like, one, you lose people on adventures. So she's afraid of losing Fallon. And then, two... Like, he's a fucking dragon demon shifter dude, and as soon as he's freed of this magical curse from the land, he can go do whatever he wants. Why would he still hang around a boring human who just wants to, you know, sit by the river and drink wine and eat cheese? And I'm like, because Mm -hmm. drinking wine and eating cheese is the best part of life. (laughs) But anyway. So she's denying it because of her fears. Mm -hmm. And he has to, like, convince her that he doesn't find her boring. And he doesn't have any interest in moving on and he just wants to be with her and he has to convince her of all of that. So I think, you know, that's always like, it's a very standard romance trope. Mm
1: -hmm. One Mm -hmm. of the
0: partners has been hurt and they have to get over that hurt in order to be in this new relationship. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: And it does take her a little bit, but he luckily gets a little bit of nookie nookie before.
1: (laughs) Yes, a little bit. And some of it gets really descriptive. And I can't really say it. No. So you, you can, and right I'll just day? agree. Oh, yeah, they're getting ready for bed.
0: Uh, there's a lot of oral sex, which is always fun. Yes. I love reading that. especially and he when does the demon it for her a ton. Good, yes. Super good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have the standard, oh, his dick is so big, she can't even close her hand around it. And I'm just right. like, that's
1: too big. Th- <laughs> She's like, my fingers don't even touch <laughs> And I'm like, no. Hold on. Is it a Pepsi can? What's (laughs) happening? (laughs) It's a water bottle.
0: I'm like, no, that sounds tough. But anyway, like, you know, she and he has to be a little bit domineering with her because at first she's denying that she she's just like, oh, I shouldn't want to fuck a
1: demon. Right. Yeah. Uh Because
0: who you do feel kind of like that can't be right. Especially when you've grown up where
1: thinking that they have your been, whole life they're yeah. evil. Mm-hmm. they're
0: animalistic, they don't have sentience or yep. like consciousness. and you have had to like pray and and worship this goddess in order to keep them at bay. And now you meet one and you're immediately like, ah, my uh, lady parts got all
1: tingly. <laughs> it is just a little squishy so, down there.
0: You know, you, there's going to be moments where you're just like, what's wrong with me? Why am I yeah. physically attracted to this super gorgeous uh-huh. man? He's a demon. <laughs> <laughs> so she's fighting it because she's like, this isn't what I should want. Wait. He's like, okay, how about we do this? How about for tonight, I be a little bit bad, and I don't give you a choice. Right? And now, like, Okay, I can hear everybody being like, well, that's rape. No, no, we don't go there. <laughs> he's not where tell- goes. He's, he's basically asking her, what if I just dominated you and you got to just go along with it Let and tell yourself,
1: do the well, things. look, this just
0: happened to me.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he
0: asks her permission and she goes, yes, I would like that. <laughs> and he's like, all right. Done. <laughs> you don't need to think. Let me do it all. <laughs> so then he takes control and he's like ties her hands up so she can't mm-hmm. really like fight or touch him or like yep. really like you know push him away cuz she's still in her little like ah, I don't want this do I want this do I not want this
1: mm-hmm. she
0: wants it and <laughs> then and then he like you know holds her down and does all of this dirty stuff with his mouth and he's like I'm not going to fuck you yet not yet just gonna but I'll get behind you I'll <laughs> <No. laughs> put my oh. my length between your thighs and up yes. that real good <laughs> just,
1: just fuck your thighs I'm going to fuck your thighs mm-hmm. So good, which is new.
0: I haven't read that before.
1: We, I don't think we've had that before
0: because Fallon was like, you know, he still wants her to like completely want him back, yes. yeah, and so he's not going to go that full next step until she can really tell him that, like, mm-hmm. I commit to you, right? So he's like, we'll just do this for now, and it'll be fun, and we both get off,
1: <laughs> yeah, and
0: yeah, it was super sexy.
1: It was. It was and super sexy. It. It was I liked good. it a lot. That-
0: Super hot. Anyway. And then, yeah, after that, (laughs) she pretty much says, like, later on on the boat, she's like, I want you. i decided.
1: We'll do the whole thing all the way now. So let's Mm -hmm. stop everything and he, he
0: gives her his bite because he did tell her at the beginning that his bite was like kind of the mating bond it usually is yeah in yeah these kind of shifter type creatures where um they bite and like it leaves the mark of the mate and but he told her at the very beginning that once he did that that set off the honeymoon frenzy of like a couple of months of non-stop horniness right <laughs> And so she's like, Cool, cool, cool. They're in the middle of a quest. Okay. Like that's They're- not appropriate. I- this is not the time. But he's a little bit he's a little bit vindictive. He's a little bit cruel, a little bit. Not bad. But he- so he bites her when she finally admits that she really likes him and mm-hmm. she wants to give it you know, she wants to be with him and she's she's on board. Yeah. And she's like, Cool, I want your dick and he's like, Sorry, I gotta go help them. They just like were boarding a you know another pirate vessel and they were trying to take it and I was like I got to go help the crew and she's like it just what? continues to tease her yeah <laughs> no it turns out there was a dragon involved in all of this and they wouldn't have had been able to have sex during this time period. anyway but he's very funny that way he's just mm-hmm. like oh yeah oh this is a payback for all the times that i wanted to fuck you and for the past couple of weeks and you were just being like nah let's just be friends <laughs> we'll just do the thigh thing because that's cool we'll do the thigh thing <laughs> Oh, and then there was sex by a waterfall, which come on. Why haven't I had sex by a waterfall?
1: Oh, yeah, there was that one. That was I know. I always imagine it's like that waterfall and it's the cave behind the waterfall type of sitch.
0: I I definitely watched Blue Lagoon way too early and way too much as a child. And it's a very upsetting movie when you really look into when it. You're, but Let's, let's you're an adult, like, yeah. pretend that you don't know any of that because you're like a 12 year old girl and You're just like all I want is to be on a desert island with the my lover, not my brother. (laughs) (laughs) No way. (laughs) No, I mean, even as a kid, I did know that, but I was like, we'll just ignore that because the rest of this movie is really hot. I just, and I think there's, I think there's waterfall scene in the movie and that just really, that has gotten deep into my psyche and Mm -hmm. is definitely one of my fantasy pieces and it's just not a really easily, accessible thing you can't just like go find a waterfall and fuck in front sure.
1: of it sure uh, yeah they're just I not mean,
0: around it,
1: especially and especially when here, they are i just don't think they're kind of public really cold also i'm sure well, here public. or dangerous it has to be more
0: of a tropical one yeah
1: along with it probably comes you know <laughs> level five white waters or something so <laughs> <laughs> probably super dangerous <laughs>
0: True, 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 true.
1: So, you know,
0: but someday, someday I'll find my waterfall. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's a sexy scene. And then, yeah, there's really just not that, you're right. There's not that many there scenes and they're kind many, of shorter. But yeah, Because there's so much action and fun shit to do.
1: Yes. they are adventures. It's a tough balance.
0: Fun. It's a mm-hmm. tough balance to walk because, uh-huh. yeah, obviously we love the super steamy, sexy stuff. But I was not disappointed because of how much I just oh. loved it. The rest of the book, too? <laughs> yeah. No,
1: I definitely so wasn't disappointed. So it didn't really occur to me until
0: you said it that I was like, oh, yeah, there isn't that that much sex. There is sex. And there is full sex a couple of times.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's like, that's the reason why, where it's like you want just a little bit more, especially because you get these scenes that we haven't gotten, like, you know, a little bit more of the bondage, like with the tying and a little bit of kink, which, look, this takes us to our kiss and tell, right? Mm. Which is... How kinky do you like it in your intimate moments? Hold on. Can you tell if my kid's behind me or not? I have no idea. I her.
0: saw your cat.
1: Okay. <laughs> sauce doesn't care.
0: I saw Sauce, but yeah, he seemed less than interested in our conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like, do ropes get involved or do blindfolds or, you know, like fun little whips, handcuffs, and things. What kind of things are you, have you experimented with or really interest you? Mm-hmm.
0: So I think I, I'm i a little bit more vanilla. Like, I trend a little bit more vanilla. I've tried a few things. I did not like having a collar put on me once
1: mm-hmm. at all. Okay. Okay.
0: But and I don't mind the hand there, right? Okay. Like mm-hmm. if, if they just hold my throat, yeah. not squeeze it really, but just kind of like hold it. Yeah. That's okay. I
1: mm-hmm. like that
0: a little. You know, I love a spanking. I love
1: <laughs> having my butt
0: slump. I just yeah. touch my butt. Just always touch always.
1: my butt. Always. That's the place.
0: Always touch my butt. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've never been fully tied up or anything like that. And I have a feeling I wouldn't enjoy it, i think that's the restriction like the restrictiveness like i i'm not good at just letting go and i think you mm-hmm. have to be that like that's the that's kind of the appeal right as you get that taken away from so you have to just like release and like yeah, give. you have to, to have that the trust control. too
1: yeah exactly mm-hmm.
0: trust but even like even if you have the tr- like i just and i'm kind of a little bit of a control freak right so (laughs) that's nothing i can really get rid of (laughs) and
1: that it it, absolutely that takes away all of your ability to have control of the situation and it can get a little scary too because of that especially because of that Mm -hmm. so
0: but you know other things i'm like i'm most of the time i'm willing to talk about an idea and give it a shot okay and if it doesn't work out i will say as long as both parties are just like hey nope This is not working. Let's move on. (laughs) Right. I like that. Like, as long as you can agree to like, I'll try. Like, even things that I was like, "Ah, no, I'm like, all right, let's give it a shot. I'll give it, you know, I'm not Mm -hmm. going to prejudge it. But um, we both have to be able to be like, nah, this didn't work out for me.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think I have definitely been adventurous, especially with Dan. He's pretty adventurous, but also very, very on board with my comfort level. And if I want to stop, then it we're done. But we've done like cuffs and ties and blindfolds. I want to say we've done candle wax, but I think that's could also just be in my imagination. <laughs> Spankings, definitely. And I like the pressure on the neck too with with the hand. We have come to this comfort zone where he doesn't squeeze or anything and I will press against it as hard as I want to, mm-hmm. as hard as I want to. So I'm like, controlling that pressure right Mm -hmm. so it's not like so he'll put his hand there and i will press up against it as far as i want to without him having to use his fingers to squeeze because that's the Mm -hmm. safety zone right and it's Mm -hmm. super hot and super fun so like that that's a that's a good way to sort of control that so that like you're still doing it and it's really steamy and and it's a hot moment But then you also have that sense of control so that you can Mm -hmm. pull back whenever you want to. Mm -hmm. Toys, obviously. I don't think we've ever played with a whip before. But, you know, other little fun things. uh, Like I said, definitely handcuffs and stuff. But I don't think I've ever been tied down completely. I do like it when he grabs my wrist and holds my hand up above my head. I do like that.
0: Oh, yeah. That is – and, like, that's in so many of our books. Yes. Yes. Like, and in this book, that's part of what, like, he did one of his first times was, like, yeah, he tied her hands just above her head. Mm -hmm. And it is, like, a lot of our books where they, like, nope, nope, let me control. And there's, Mm -hmm. you know, again, I like the hand stuff because it is – like, that's super easy to get out of, right? Yeah. Like, you just – it's just your partner's hand, so you can just uh-huh. be like, let's stop, you know, as long as you have a good partner, right? Versus, like, a full-on tie or something that then somebody has to, like, use a key release to get you out you, of something. Release you, right. Mm-hmm. Release you, and you're just like, that could be a little, like, a little scary for me. But, yeah, all of those things are fun. And, and, and you know, to everybody, it's just what makes you hot Wannery. and makes whatever you're comfortable with and, and in an open dialogue with your partner about definitely. Surprising your partner with these kind of things is not a
1: good idea. No, maybe not. Maybe (laughs) have a discussion about it first. Make sure you guys are on the same level. Even if you have to create a a whip. Yeah, yeah. No, (laughs) don't do that. Agree on an actual safe word that is a safe word. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, definitely. A little Um, bit here and there with somebody you trust can be.
0: Fun. Well, and I think exploring different things with somebody Mm -hmm. is very is also like part of that intimacy and continuing to like learn together and like feel like yeah that you're that close with somebody else that you can be like let's try something neither of us have ever done Mm -hmm. or you know yeah let's see if this is something right. I just read it's in a different book. I think it's in another series I'm reading just for my own enjoyment because it's so good. I think it's Juliet Cross's Stay a Spell. It's the newest book in that. It's Grim and Bear. okay. And there was a scene in that where I just flat out was like, okay, I'm going to copy this scene and send this over. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Because sometimes, like, I do love our books for that purpose because they Mm -hmm. can definitely give – as like like blueprints, almost like fantasy yes. blueprints, where you're like, this is so hot, I can't Let's stand it. Here you try go. my best
1: thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Take
0: notes. <laughs> Do this. I liked the part towards the end of this book where she's still being a little bit coy and not saying what she wants, and he's like, you have to tell me what you want. Mm-hmm. Like I just like. You know, because she kept saying things like, more, more, or right. like, don't stop. And he's like, what do you want? And she's like, you know what I want. And he's like, no, I don't. No, you, you haven't have said it. You have to tell me, yeah. And so then she's like, I want you to flip me over. <laughs> and God, I don't remember the exact words of it, but it was so fun. Like it was mm-hmm. so, and he was, even he was like oh <laughs> <laughs> he's like flip me over and you know push my head down and hold my neck and, yeah, and like or like hold, pull my hair as you so, yeah run into me from behind or something mm-hmm. like that and he even he was like i yeah let's fucking do that i oh that also i do i do that like having my seeing. hair oh yes pulled, pulled like mm-hmm. kind of not you know like pull pull but you Yanked know like ripped the... and then like tight yeah, like a, a tight little bit of fist in my pressure hair.
1: to pull your head back mm-hmm. a little bit yeah yeah mm-hmm
0: yeah. Those are the things that you can do and I'm just like cool.
1: Yes. It's so good. And they're beautifully <laughs> described in this. Kimberly did a wonderful job writing her sex scenes, but because she did such a great job at it, I did. I did want more. I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I like these characters though. They might be too. one of my new favorite couples.
1: Oh, uh, they're 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 one of the best. I, I just, I mean, her introduction alone that her name was cinnamon. Uh, I was like, what? This is this is fucking Cinnamon great. pepper. Cinnamon
0: pepper. <laughs> Their last name I think is pepper. Yes. Well yeah. So that was chili chi- pepper, human pepper <laughs> and cumin pepper. And cherry pepper. Cinnamon
1: hot pepper. go <laughs> oh,
0: It's so, okay. so cute.
1: It is so brilliant. I love and it. And there you have
0: a spice farm where yeah, they farm they have spices. Have spice.
1: Like yep. cinnamon. It's and really, pepper. It's it's smart. It's a smart writing.
0: I just love it, it's so cute. Oh yeah, and like they it's call so her Sin for the whole book, and that's a fun nickname too. It
1: is, it is a fun nickname mm-hmm.
0: for for cinnamon. <laughs> so fun. I just, oh, I don't know how we're gonna read the other ones because, like I said, the audios are gone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because it was, uh, Hazel. But I am not ready to be done me, with this world. No, not at all. Nope
0: And yeah, I don't want to listen without Hazel's voice. Yeah, because Hazel's fucking great.
1: So hopefully, we'll find something about it later on in the future and can get back into it that way. Hmm. Yeah, but no more Mava the Lich. She is completely destroyed, and mm-hmm. and then yeah, Fallon and Cinnamon fall in love. They, they get married and everything's all good.
0: Yeah, we're very happy for them and uh, I love them.
1: Do you have a fun fuck fact for us?
0: Oh, yes. So this doesn't necessarily tie directly to the book, but it's just a fun article I found. It's on greatest.com and it is called Sexy in Bed, 20 Ways to Unleash Your Sexiest Self. <laughs> and it is by Andrew Berlinson from April 27th, 2023. If you're insecure about your sex life, you're not alone. Sex is a very sensitive topic for a lot of people, and it's impossible to feel sexy 24-7. But a few simple tweaks to your mindset and some practical tips can help you feel more confident and comfortable in bed. So I'm going to read you just the tips real fast. Just the tips. <laughs> just the tips. <laughs> um, but then, like, the whole article, like... Fills out each one mm-hmm. with like explanations and stuff. So reduce your stress, groom for success, make your skin more touchable, fuel your body, exercise, dress to undress, love yourself first, normalize talking about sex. Ask your partner what turns them on. Listen to nonverbal cues. Tell your partner what turns you on. Make a sexy playlist. Play around with positions and rhythms. Try new roles and sexual dynamics. Switch locations. Use toys, props, and lube. Don't forget foreplay. Rethink sex. Don't focus on orgasms. Accept that your sex life changes. So
1: all of those are Are great. I actually
0: think the most important one and the one I'm going to go and read the full thing for is don't focus on orgasms.
1: Oh, okay. And I think
0: that, you know, we've talked about the orgasm gap and how women have less, Uh like heterosexual women have the fewest number of orgasms of all genders and and orientations. Yeah. Um, So it's not saying that orgasms aren't important, but there can be a lot of sex both before and after orgasms or without orgasms. So like not making it the only, like the end all be all of sex, right? Like, sometimes all the other stuff you do first and, like, together is... Uh. exploration. So anyway This is what they have to say about it So the old I'll have what she's having Moment looms large In a bad way An orgasm is not the end all be all Sex can be super enjoyable From foreplay to pillow talk Regardless of whether or not You have an orgasm If you hold up the orgasm As some big prize You're setting yourself up For potentially more performance anxiety And relationship stress When the orgasm is like the ribbon Across the finish line It can be difficult If one partner has an orgasm And the other doesn't mm-hmm. Again Don't play that game. Be on a journey of discovery and mutual pleasure. Enjoy the ride. And orgasm is a byproduct of that connection. And I think I talked about it in a not too long ago episode. So the cycle syncing that I do with um, Uh Alyssa Vitti, who has that whole program, is basically like biohacking for women, biohacking our hormones and stuff. Uh During February, she always does a masturbation boot camp, basically, like a, a female orgasm boot camp. And the whole point of it is to find a way to like stay in that the orgasmic plateau, which is like between a seven and a nine on a scale of ten, okay for as long as you can Longer so like it starts it? off oh. for like five to ten minutes and then like ten minutes and then we go up to fifteen and just to stay there, and the point each night of like the things that she. The prompts and stuff is not to act like you're welcome to organize. Not at the to end go over.
1: It. Okay, okay, mm.
0: but you have to stay in the plateau for the period of time because that's actually mm. where we release a whole bunch of really positive hormones and positive chemicals in our body. Like it's cool. That's where we get really good shit. Okay, <laughs> gets released. And so I've done that with her for a couple of years now. And it's really interesting to do that and it's just not go all the way at the end and yeah. still be like completely happy and satisfied mm-hmm. with everything that just happened because you feel really good just hanging out in that like pre yeah. – orga- like if orgasm is 10, like just hanging out right before it for a long time, there's something to it. She's not wrong.
1: <laughs> it's so good. And it must be hard. Like I can't – I'm just thinking about it. Maybe that's why there's training in there. There's boot camps and exercises, right. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, that's why, like, you kind of, like, build up to it. Yeah. I think she sends, like, an email every day for, like, seven or ten days. Okay. And, like, you have to, like, read and, like, get your mental space in. And Mm -hmm. then you have to write about it after you've done it and, like, kind of the stuff that you do. And, of course, she's very – for that particular part – no toys. Like you're supposed to do it all with your hands. Okay. Which I know is not your favorite thing.
1: It is not my all, thing at all. Because you don't do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but
0: I tried it. Like I was like, oh, I'll use my toys anyway. Cause I just like, cause they're sure. so much more efficient. Right. But no, that's, they are so efficient at just getting you to the end. Too they do efficient. Do the whole like hang around in that middle zone.
1: I think that's why I think it's so hard to get there. Cause I can't imagine doing it without my toys. But that makes sense. Okay.
0: But if you give it a shot, I think we talked about this and I was going to email them to you and I never did. I <laughs> it really does it like it just opens up something in my in your body in your head about Mm -hmm. it and it is it was really good to do and feel okay and so then I hit that point a lot with my partner where getting to that plateau is actually really easy and crossing the finish line with a partner for me is very hard okay I don't orgasm very much in sex at all and now that I'm like more comfortable just hanging around in that plateau and like knowing all the positive benefits my body has from that anyway yeah like I don't feel pressure to try and like get somewhere you know like right. and to he doesn't have to be like where the fuck are you not coming yet?" right like, i'm so like because sometimes i'm like i'm right the fuck there but we're just and then you changed your tempo right
1: <laughs> <laughs> you ran out of battery <laughs> and
0: yeah. now we're doing something else mm-hmm. and i'm not there anymore mm-hmm. right but i kind of have gotten where like that's that's actually okay and it's yeah, totally yeah. great okay to be there and then like when it does happen, I'm just like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> like, it's super fun to be, yeah. like, to get all the way to 10. So okay. I like it. And I think for that, well, you know, obviously we'll post this article that I just read, you know, the greatest article about uh, sexy in bed. But I think that of all of those 20 Mm -hmm. hints or tips or ways that one stuck out to me as something that I personally feel very strongly about. That's
1: awesome. I love that. I love that explanation of it. And to explain that, that that type of mentality is like acceptable, it's completely acceptable in a relationship, you know, Mm -hmm. and that that doesn't always have to be the goal. The experience mm-hmm. and getting to that friction point without actually climbing over the wall. Can be just as enjoyable,
0: exactly. And in my current relationship, it works both ways, like for both parties, because he doesn't always come. Mm-hmm. He likes to play around, get mm-hmm. a certain point, and then he likes to stop and take a break, and then like play some more. You know, so sure. he, I think he doesn't want <sighs> to cross to
1: make it longer, last longer all the too. time, right? Okay. So sometimes
0: we we do that for like hours and don't ever go all the way, and right. that's okay. You know, I'm always like, you do you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I don't> wanna- <laughs> There's a you know certain time of month where you can't come near me, but you could come
1: out there if you wanted
0: to, just not here, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because we're trying to avoid that. But uh, yeah, but no, he's. So it's it's nice because then yeah both of us are just like okay we don't there isn't a pressure for that just like let's get to the end
1: okay yeah that's good I think that's super healthy because then you're communicating that's one of the big things too is mm-hmm. to talk about it and to have those experiences together I like that that's cool yeah all huh. right well so do you want to rate this book
0: yeah you know. All
1: right.
0: <laughs> Our rating system is just bonkers. It's bonkers,
1: I, I we've it's broken every- it a few times.
0: <laughs> All books <laughs> exists in a very small range of seven to ten. <laughs>
1: It, it is it really is and i know that we've <laughs> split it up between like story and then sex and sometimes we can't do the sex and i don't know we might have to have a further discussion about our rating system <laughs> after
0: six we might years be. yeah <laughs> I, it's hard you got i just like i like what we read so much and yeah. i like them for different reasons cuz like You know, this was a very different episode than last. Yes. The last episode and a very different book. And I'm still equally into both books. Like I you know you're not equally into it. You don't have to be equally no. into all books, obviously. Right. But like I love them for the different for different reasons. I like both books, right? Right. Because they're not the same. So I actually I think I give this book a nine. Like I fucking loved it. I mean, this was one of those purchases where like Audible was having a sale, yeah. and I was just like clicking through their sale items, and it was like that time I got drunk and saved a demon. And I was like, well, fuck so, yeah, I'm buying yes. that
1: book. Hell yes. <laughs>
0: Cart, please. <laughs> <laughs> like i'd never heard of this author i'd never heard of kimberly mm. lemming i never had heard the book title or anything it was just it was on their sale yep. rack quote unquote rack it's you know it's all electronic it's not real
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know the
0: and i here. just i was like there, i am never passing up a book with a title like no. this oh and, and the a the really too. cute the cover, cover is yes.
1: so cute
0: and it didn't disappoint. It's exactly what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really cute story about a person who was drunk and saved a demon <laughs> yeah. and then ended up as a dragon lover. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I agree. I think that nine is the, that's the number I was going to give it was, was that even though I guess I I did beg for a little bit more of, you know, more sex scenes and stuff, but that doesn't matter because the ones that we got helped create the story, helped put the picture in our heads and, and develop the characters. And I loved everything about it. It was so much fun. It was hilarious from the very beginning and the, the character names I appreciated. I loved them and just having the different types of relationships because here's something also that we didn't get from Fallon or at least I didn't get it maybe I missed it but you know she saves Felix and she saves Ambrose and I can imagine that their friendship could incite some jealousy in a in, in Fallon and in like if he was written in a different way and he wasn't like that i didn't think yeah like he got mad at the guy who hurt her burnt down the town (laughs) but
0: he got (laughs) mad at that he got mad at so they when they met her ex at the end and he was like that's my girl Mm -hmm. and he's like no you're Uh, not
1: fuck you yeah
0: like and he did break the arm of the guy in the beginning who was (gasps) um
1: yes
0: the t- The guy from their town who was threatening those and harming her. The brothers that the that that brothers, were, yeah. yeah,
1: yes, yes, but not not with the the like the the two that she'd saved who would become you know part of their clan of people to destroy meva you know
0: yeah no no she like he didn't have jealousy there he wasn't possessive in terms like he definitely like at the end when she did get hurt she did have a moment where she was almost stabbed at the end after they'd killed the witch one of the humans who had been working for the witch was like no bitch i'm gonna stab you and then he did almost stab her but he didn't she kind of had saved herself, but then Fallon comes along and kills him anyway. Yeah. And then he gets like really freaked out and he takes her away to an island. <laughs> that back to their their desert island their 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 stranded island and he like tells her he can't let her go because she could die she's too fragile as a human and and scares him too much and so she has to stay here on this island with him forever until she can access his power because apparently at some point she's going to have access to more Mm, of his power that's right yeah and she'll be able to protect herself and she's like no, we're not doing this. I'm not going to live in a prison on an island with uh-huh. you. And she's like, why don't you just make me an amulet that like protects me? And he's like, oh, I could do that <laughs> with my magic. Oh,
1: yeah. And he, that's a you good know, So he has
0: his protectiveness for uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he wasn't controlling and jealous. Like he, he yeah, he didn't care that she saved two other, other demons.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: or even that like she was captain of the ship, you know, Wait, like they yes. all decided that the two human women would be the captains. <laughs> Love
1: that part so much <laughs> Captain Usha and Captain
0: Sin and so then yeah she's she's wrangling uh, goblins or orcs to he- like be the kitchen crew and cook dinner <laughs> guys, and he just, none of that like great. He, did, he didn't seem phased by any of it no, he just he wasn't. like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean he did kind of growl at that like bear shifter and the other shifter who were trying to like well you don't smell mated mated so I think yes. I can claim you and she yeah. was like no 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 the dragon's my mate and then he kind of growled at them and they ran away. So yes. that wasn't that bad.
1: That was just mm-hmm. a warning. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't anything that was overly masculine. So <laughs> it was cool. I appreciated it. I loved it. I w- recommend it. And I hope that people are going to enjoy the narration of it should it ever come back out. But I don't know. We'll see. Well,
0: I just found on Scribd, both book one and book two are available in audio on Scribd. So okay. people with Scribd, which I don't know, I just have... I've heard about it as a thing. It's just I—you can only have one thing in my (laughs) life. Sometimes I run. I'm like, no, this is what I have. But so it's on there if you listen to audiobooks on Scribd.
1: Well, cool. That's an outlet. Cool. Yeah, go there if All you guys right. want to listen to it.
0: Go there or, you know, find it in other places that you know how to find things that I don't.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay, guys. So for our next book, we are going to read Shifter Business by Rhiannon Hartley. This is actually number three of the Raising Hell Down Under series. We read Fake Boyfriend. I don't remember. The book was. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, it f- f- um,
0: fake dating with a demon, faking it with a demon, faking, faking it, it with, with the da- demon.
1: Yeah, with it, yes. Which was a yeah of fake boyfriend girlfriend fall in love lovers trope type of type of thing. And I think this one is enemies to lovers, so it is going to be super cute. And I think this is a read book, so um, we don't typically it just is. like kind of skip over the other ones. But
0: I wanted to go back to this world, but because. I think there's six or seven books total in it. I just wanted to be select. Like, we're not going to get to all seven of them, mm-hmm. you guys. You've, if you're, you guys are There's, it's literally impossible. Do you understand right. how many books there are in the world? It's <laughs> crazy, and I so only need to read like 26 a season with this show. It's not enough. Mm-hmm. But um, so I specifically did pick this one because say let's favorite trope is enemy to lover mm-hmm. and then this one has um, a grumpy loner shifter and i just uh, you give me a fucking bear shifter in the woods any hey, day hell and i'm yes. fucking on board
1: <laughs> let's do this it's gonna be great
0: <laughs> that's all i want in my life so, so yeah. yeah we're gonna jump into that so yeah mm-hmm. shifter business Rhianne and hartley and we'll see you next week or i guess in two weeks we come out every other week That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> i mean obviously if you're listening to him or binging him then you can listen tomorrow or yes t- right we don't, now. Know. I don't well, know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> what
1: you guys are doing just do your thing
0: live your life the way you <laughs> lead your life <laughs> but in the meantime please reach out to us on social media we'd love to hear from you we'd love to have any suggestions or thoughts about any of the things we talk about on this podcast books other authors we could get into you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and it is Books, or email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And in all those places, it is sh- with three H's.
1: And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. If you guys can go there, rate, review, subscribe, that would be amazing. We would love to hear from you guys. Thank you for the music, Jim Townsend. With that, we're going to say goodnight. This is Zayla. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
0: Yeah, you've been listening
1: to Reading Dirty Books with Galena and Saylet.
0: Be sure to tune into the next episode with some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.